Welcome to episode 33 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss our joys and struggles of entrepreneurship. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And welcome to another very rainy day in Ohio. Same here, man. It is gross out. It has not stopped raining in near a week. We've had a day where it hasn't rained. It hasn't been that bad here, but it is today, and it's just downright depressing. You know, I was getting used to to the summer weather. It was not too hot. It's 80 degrees or whatever, mid 80s at the highest. And then now we're back to this crap. Reminds me of last year with flooding. And yeah, we've heard a lot of flooding around here lately. Like, yeah, I saw the video of your Jeep puddle jumping. Yeah, so I go, I go to my metal supplier manufacturer to pick up, pick up some stuff for the CNC machine. And I take a right on the street and suddenly there's a couple cones and it looks like a lake with (laughs) some buildings in the middle of the lake is what it looks like. And I'm like, Oh, and I see some people moving around like on the dock of the building. So I'm like, all right. So I got my Jeep, right. And that's, that's pretty high up and it's meant to wade through like four feet of water. So I figure I'm good to go. So I'd slowly roll in and it's, it's about up, it's about up to my axles, maybe a little bit more. And, uh, which means it's, it's like a 33 inch tire. So it's at least 15, 16 inches deep. And I slowly roll up to the side of the building and you should have seen the faces on everybody. Like where, what is this guy doing? <laughs> I'm like, I need my metal. <laughs> when you need something, you need something. Right? I, I came here for something and, um, tend to leave with it so I, I pull up I pull up to the side of the dock and the guy just kind of throws the throws everything in the in the bed of the jeep and i drive off and it worked out you know that was something i wanted to i've always wanted to ask you and i i got to see it a little bit over at your shop but what size metal are you buying like what what does that look like for the neomag when you're picking up sheets of metal or whatever um so this metal i was picking up was for a fun little special project oh, um nice. and it was like some six by nine by three quarter inch pieces of aluminum so like little plates and that's probably those are probably the biggest single piece of of metal that i've picked up and that i've, I've machined um when i pick up neomag stuff it's <clears throat> i usually don't pick it all up at once although that's because i didn't have the capability with my last vehicle to pick it up all at once. I should be able to now. Um, but it's probably a pallet or it's a, I'm not even sure poundage, but, um, it is quite a bit. Yeah. I it always make, I'm not getting semis in like you, but yeah, I, you know, sometimes I really wish that we had lighter products. <laughs> I go through spells where it's like, man, it's so nice to have something a little smaller than steel targets, but it is what it is. You know, we, we do, we actually want to say that was the beginning of 2018. We upped our sheet sizes and instead of doing four by eight sheets, four foot by eight foot, we ended up going with six foot by eight foot sheets because they break down more easily into a mill sheet, which would be the mill sheets are eight feet by 24. So they're pretty big, but eventually we'll get a table that can handle the full mill sheet. And it's just going to yeah. up the efficiency for sure. It's like, like everything, the more, the bigger, the piece of raw material, the more stuff you can get out of it. Yep. You just got to spend a couple of millions of dollars. Uh, dude, it's, it's downright depressing thinking about the cost of the equipment, but then at the same time, there's no other way to effectively do it. Right. You know, you can't, you can't hand torch out these targets. I mean, some people do, some people will. I've actually seen videos of other smaller target manufacturers. They set up jigs with like, think of like radius arms and wheels and stuff. Yeah. And that's how they'll, they'll use a oxyacetylene torch and they'll have like an arc wheel or whatever. And they'll cut out gongs and stuff. And I'm just like, man, I can't even imagine Mm -mm. trying to do, you know, and, and I feel like we're still at a baby stage, but trying to do the volume we're doing now, by hand would be ridiculous. Right. There's no way. No, it's just it's the next step, man. 
you'll get there. Yeah, I think I think within the next year and a half um, is is probably we're kind of trying to put the crosshairs on it and say, okay, when are we going to pull the trigger on an, another piece of equipment? And we just don't know if we would end up keeping the table we have, or if that would go on to the other end of the business or get sold or whatever. We're not a hundred percent sure yet. Um, but space is also the issue because if you go to a full laser table, they're massive. Yeah. They're enclosed. The fiber lasers are enclosed just like your CNC machine is. So it just adds even more bulk to the package. But <laughs> I don't know. You got to have those long-term goals and that's kind of what we're shooting for is. Right. Well, and, you, and then a year, year and a half is nothing. Right. That's a blink. I used to think that was a lot, but now it's like, wow, that's no. going to be tomorrow. Yep. But what's going on in your world other than snorkeling through puddles? Um, what is going on? It's so it's summertime here, which means the, the family's home and which has its pros and cons to be quite honest. I love having them around and it's fun to be able to, to, you know, see the kids pop in and out of the shop during the day and watch them play in the yard. And, and you know, so I, I do love that. Plus I have my mornings free like this morning. It's, it's, uh, what's what seven thirty right now. Normally I'm in the midst of getting kids ready for the bus and stuff. And now I'm able to get to work earlier. So I, I am trying, which I, I think I did a decent job of this last year. I'm trying to get, get started earlier. So basically wake up the same time as I was during the school year and get to get working earlier so I can try to finish up earlier. Um, and, uh, and try to spend more time with the family while they're home, home for the summer. So just, uh, you know, it's kind of adjusting to the summer hours. It's, it's nice having Dusty around full time and you have Braden coming in, uh, about three days a week. Um, and having him help out. So, I've got got a new product that I'm hoping to release. It may even be next month. And I'm kind of gearing up for that. I'm excited for that. And yeah, I got a fun little, it's not, I'll talk about it because it's, it's not like it's that big of a deal. So I've been wanting to do like a little uh, EDC tray, like a little dump tray, a lot of guys will call them. Basically, it's a little tray to sit next to your your nightstand or the your front door or whatever that you can put your your wallet and keys and that stuff in. Well, I've wanted to do one that like that has has a little place for Neomags to to sit, right? So um <clears throat> so it's it's pretty cool. It's just a little it's a little tray that I see and see out like a, a a big big tray area and then there's a couple little spots for a neomag that, that that fits in there so it's pretty cool looking i got like 20 bars i have no idea if they'll sell or how well they'll sell but at, at the very least i'll if nobody wants to buy them i'll send them out to i got enough people that i'd like to give some to if i needed to so but it's a fun yeah. little project i needed something different to machine i'm i'm, I'm getting stir <laughs> crazy just machining neomag plates and and stuff so i needed a fun project to do and i also love to build and, and design and i feel like i don't always get the opportunity to do that anymore yeah um and it is nice sometimes to to be problem solving and working through stuff and i've had the opportunity to do that more and more over the last couple months just with some of the new products that i've been hinting at for a while um one of those that we partnered up with uh Warrior Poet actually released. I saw that on a soft release. They're not really advertising a ton of a ton about it, but that's the Raven Two, and that's been pretty cool. Um, but we worked with them a lot to to really refine the product further than what they ever had before. We maximized the nesting efficiency, which just means we fit more pieces per sheet. Um, but yeah, that that's a first for us, you know, working at partnering up with another company to build a product that we didn't hundred percent design. Um, so that, that's something new that we're navigating through. And it's interesting because I never would have thought about doing something like that when we set out to build our own business, but 
Yeah. Um, well, if you have the equipment and the space and personnel and the product that you're private labeling doesn't directly compete with what your, um, what your other lineup is, there might be room for mutual, uh, partnerships. Well, I, I kind of, I was just listening to another podcast from our industry and they were talking about, about, uh, partnering up within the industry with, with other companies, with, with products or just, it just all different types of partnering. And they were just talking about how, you know, how important that can be. And maybe not even just financially, but how important it can be just for, um, like your namesake and your company growth and just building relationships and networking. There's, you know, you know there's so much there. <clears throat> you know, so one way that I've, I, I, I've recently started to do this better and partially it's because of, of seeing you work with John a little bit, um, which I've always tried to partner up with instructors, not firearms instructors. Um, one, cause like I love to train, I'm a training junkie and I really respect what these guys do for our community and for just people in general to learn how to use their weapon systems better and stuff. But also it adds some legitimacy to my product. If people see that instructors are using it, then it just, it really enforces the people, Hey, maybe this isn't a gimmick. And so I did a really good job of that. Like the first couple of years of business didn't really do a great job with it last year. This year I've really been hammering it hard again. So I've got a couple of different, um, well, I've probably reached out to another I don't know, half dozen instructors or so, some big, some not so, not so big yet, but I see them getting, I see them blowing up. Um, so I reached out to them and, and, uh, and they're all Neomega users, which, you know, it's something we've talked about. If, if you're somebody who is, who has purchased one on your own or somebody gave one to you, but I see that you're using it a lot, then, then that, you know, then that, that interests me a lot more than having to pay you to use the Neomag. So, yeah. Um, so seeing that these guys are Neomag users makes me want to reach out to them and do whatever I can to uh, get more into the hands. So anyway, I've got, I got a few custom lasered Neomags out in the shop right now that I have to get built up for a couple of different instructors. So that I'm going to send out that I'm going to send to them. And then um, a lot of instructors will do like a top shooter <clears throat> of the class type drill or something that day. And so they'll, they'll give the top shooter in the class a free Neomag and they'll have, they'll have the instructor's logo on it and stuff. So nice. I'm excited to, <clears throat> to do more of that. My, um, Tom, who does uh, pretty much all most of our Cerakote work, he bought a laser, which I'm really thankful for because it saved me tens of thousands of dollars from having to buy a laser. Because like I already <laughs> sent it, it. It's one of those things. Like as soon as he told me that he got one, that kind of took a big weight off my shoulder because I've been trying to think about if I want to get one for years. And uh, now that he's got one, who I send stuff to almost weekly, like there's there's almost no point in me getting one anymore if I can just send stuff to him. And so, yeah, that's kind of what's, what's going on right now. There's actually, I just kind of realized yesterday, I'm like between the new product and, and the, the EDC tray and the, the instructor Neomags I got going on. It's uh plus we just, we just finished up our father's day sale last, last week, which went really well. Um, nearly double the orders that last year's father's day sale had in the same amount of time. So that awesome. was, that, that was awesome. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you about that and see how that went. Cause I know you said that's a pretty big deal for you every year. Yeah. I mean, we only have two sales a year It's that one and Christmas. Um, so to get, to get a boost halfway through the year like this, um, it's, it's really, it's really a big help. And, uh, and so now it's time to start gearing up for Christmas, to be honest, we're, yeah. we're, you know, we're already starting to throw Neomags in boxes 
and set them aside for Christmas time. And it's crazy to think about that. For some people, they're probably like, oh, that's nuts. Why would you, you know, why would you start that six months ahead of time or whatever? I guess it's only, yeah, I guess it's six months ahead of time now. Yeah. Lost track of the date there for a little bit. (laughs) Man, I can't even believe we're in June. We're going to be closer to Christmas than we were New Year's pretty soon here. Yeah, but I, I totally get it. And we were talking about that. We've been working through that in our shop for the past couple of months, just trying to even get ahead. And that's been our struggle is our normal production runs that we've been running have only been enough to keep us afloat. And we only have so many resources and so many people and so much time. So now we're trying to navigate, you know, how do you, how are we going to get ahead at some point? And I, I think we're slowly getting ahead but then we're heading into July 4th, which I normally have something, some kind of promotion going or whatever. Nothing, we're not planning anything major, but we normally do something fun. And July is normally a pretty big month for us. And so just looking at that and trying to gear up for that. And then on top of that, I'm going on vacation here tomorrow and I'll be gone for the rest of June. That's so, crazy. Yeah, I, dude, it's, extremely overwhelming yeah i think i'd i think i'd be i can do like a week vacation i think if i hit two weeks i think i'd i don't know if i'd be able to relax i think i'd be stressed out about about being gone and hopefully that's something that'll change over time but yeah right now i'm gonna so i I mean you're talking about waking up earlier and, and getting started so i I already pretty much have an early routine. I get into the shop at 6.30 in the morning. So I'm going to try to, over vacation, maintain waking up at whatever, 5 o'clock like I normally do. Um, and that's going to be, I'm going to allot, I mean, I'm still talking with my wife trying to figure out the game plan, but I'm going to allot like an hour, hour and a half to answer emails every morning. And that's going to just help me, um, it's actually going to help me unplug better. And I've had people be like, no, you got to completely unplug and just let everything go and, the problem is when I get back, yeah, that's if, I not really... let, if I let everything just go, I'm going to have departments that I totally miss because I get all department emails. I mean, I handle the sales in general. So all anything income related to the company funnels through me. And so if I just completely unplug for two weeks, that's going to stop to yeah. some regard. And I'm going to miss stuff that I should have been dealing with. But well, I'm going give, to give myself a little mm-hmm. time to navigate at this point in in your business that's just not it's just not an option so for somebody to say that they just that's not that's not the reality of your life in a end of a four-year-old business um nope i i think it's smart if, if you can set aside an hour a day like first thing in the morning and just knock it out that's going to give you the ability to relax the rest of the day yeah. If you if you try to completely unplug for for a week or two, there's there's all kinds of of issues that come with that. So I think that's smart. Well, and on top of that, just the basic principle of the fact that if I don't do that in the mornings, just to kind of keep afloat, when I get back in the office, then on July first, I'll probably have like 600 emails <laughs> right. that need to go through. That's going to bottleneck me for. I don't know, two weeks to navigate yeah. through that. So the goal is just to allot like an hour and a half every morning or at least every other morning so that I can just stay afloat. And then this is where like the idea of me delegating stuff is going to come in because things that are important, but I can't deal with or don't want to deal with on vacation or I know my business partners can deal with, I'm just going to forward onto them. But I still, I feel like I still need to filter um, and make sure you know, that things are getting handled because at the end of the day on my board up here, I've got like 30 different quotes out to police departments. And I'm the only one that really knows the conversation that went into the potential sale and the details and everyone's different. Some want me to bill one address and ship to another. And if I don't, you know, I note that stuff on their customer accounts, but if you're not paying very close attention, you'll miss those little details. So there's just so much stuff. Um, 
that currently, like you said, with where our business is at, I just can't let go of it. Yeah. But I'm really trying to make sure that I'm not getting into a, a routine where I'll never let go of it at the same time. I, I don't want to be holding on to this stuff with a death grip. And at some point in my business journey, obviously I want to be able to just disappear for two weeks or whatever and be able to just turn off, but just not there yet. I, I, I don't know that that's even the reality of a ever of a business owner. I mean, I feel like from anybody that, that I know that's a business owner that, um, I mean, we're not talking fortune 500 or anything. I don't know anybody that's owns a business that size, but I mean, even a couple hundred employee type businesses, I know when they're gone on vacation, they're still checking on stuff, maybe an hour a day or something. I just, I'm not sure that that's I'm not saying that it can't be, but I think that's not the norm. Yeah. And th- well, that's one of my goals is I want to, I feel like, if I'm measuring my success as a business owner, at some point I should have the people in place that I have the opportunity to do that. Whether or not I actually go and turn off is a different thing, but right. Well, I'm and just, that's, yeah, I, I think that's something um, that's just smart to plan for anyway. Because what if something happens to you? You know, what if you you're pulling out of work today and you get hit and you're gone? You're like, who's? Well, I drive a Jeep. So it's all armored up. So that, you know, oh, okay. I mean, it, it may not be as strong as a gladiator, but it's pretty good. You know, if that Jeep, <laughs> I thought about this. If that Cherokee isn't lined in AR550, then you've completely failed. There's a couple things that would have to happen in our society before I'm willing to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like a meltdown. It's mobile right now. If I add like, 2000 pounds of half inch AR 550 plate. Yeah, it'll be bulletproof, but it won't move very quick. Well, you got, you got that Mercedes diesel in there. Now you got, you got all the power and all the power and fuel economy. (laughs) You know, that's the other, I kind of dug my own grave a little bit with that. I mean, I've talked about it a little bit. I know people on the podcast are probably not super interested in the whole diesel swap thing. So I'm not going to go into details on it, but this whole trip, I'm taking the Jeep. And I mean, I drove it to your place for the NRA show. Um, and that was a decent distance, whatever, six hours or so. But now I'm driving into Tennessee for the first time since swapping that motor out. And it's just been lots of little projects the whole way. So that's also adding on to my anxiety, I'll say. I'm not really anxious, but I'm just a little apprehensive of the whole trip, the whole vacation. Because um, typically my luck, how it goes is stuff kind of goes bad and then it just goes really bad and it just escalates. And I mean, we always get out of the, get out of it and we're fine or whatever, but um, yeah, I kind of dug my own hole there. Why aren't you taking the the Subaru? Did you sell it? I didn't sell it yet. Um, But part of, part of it is I want to take the Jeep. I, I want to prove to myself that, you know, you could effectively do this motor swap. You did everything right. You know, now it's a reliable vehicle because if it can go to Tennessee and back, then I would call it back to reliable. Level. Yeah, what better way to gamble that than by throwing your family into the mix? Oh man. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I thought I rolled the dice going to Ohio, but then when I got back, I had to pull the trans again and do all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> but I don't know. I, people, people call me crazy for it. And I, I still think that it, the whole motor swap thing, the whole reason I went in and did that and spent the money on that is the same exact reason why I'm in business. I mean, it's that same mindset of someone's telling me it's not possible or it's too hard or, or it's not realistic. Okay. So I'm going to go do it and, and see what my capabilities are. Um, can't tell you at the beginning how many people told me with the target company, Oh, that's a cool idea. But, and I'm sure you got that from some people too. It's like, you know, you have a lot of doubters and it was the same thing with the motor swap. And obviously it's a two different, two different spectrums, but I really do think they kind of go, go hand in hand. Cause entrepreneurs from my experience, my friends are willing to take that kind of risk and, and roll the dice, but not in like a gambling way, but in a calculated, this might cost me something 
there's risk, but I'm willing to, to jump in and do that. So that's, that's so you just like to live your life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Blowing black smoke the whole way. <laughs> but yeah, I, man, this week, <clears throat> just trying to get everything done before vacation has been overwhelming. And then trying to communicate everything to my business partners is much more difficult than I realized. Um, I offloaded a lot of different hats, quote unquote hats. You know, I'd say I wore like 500 hats, but I gave a lot of them away last year. But there's still critical pieces that it's just really hard to communicate and kind of get people up to speed. So, yeah. But so you had something you wanted to kind of talk about a little bit today, didn't you? Yeah, we touched on it. What is it now? We didn't talk about the last episode and the previous one, we kind of hinted at it, but um, we talked about the Memorial Day sale a while back. And unless I'm thinking of a different topic, but we had touched on the fact like outside influences of the business. Um, we can go into that a little bit if you'd like. Sure. Why don't you, why don't but you essentially, up? just to get everybody up. What's that? I was going to say, why don't, you, why don't you kick it off? Why don't you start with what you're thinking about? Yeah. So Greg and I talked on one of the podcasts right before Memorial Day. And if you guys were tuning into that, you heard us talking about the Memorial Day sale. We put one on. Greg didn't. Um, and then I was watching some comments on your feed, Greg, and the one guy, I forget exactly how he said it, but um, – do you remember how he commented? Um, he just questioned the motive behind not doing the sale. Um, right. I think the way that I had worded it, I said that uh, that I had been convicted. Um, That's right. To just just myself not to do the sale over the Memorial Day weekend, and then I do it a couple weeks later for Father's Day. And I think he made the comment of, oh, "What does it say?" Uh, convicted or convinced yeah 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 convicted or convinced and and i responded to him basically saying that you know as as a business owner it makes a ton of sense to do a sale when everybody's looking for sales right i mean that's because i've i've done sales at just oddball times and i've done sales on the major sale holiday type times and the and the times when you do a sale when people are expecting and looking for sales, it just goes way better. So I, I don't, I don't blame or fault anybody at all, including you, because come it, on, you know, man, I feel the do, pressure. Um, and doing sales on sale holidays, um, I just like early on, it, and I did a sale on Memorial Day the first first couple years of business because that's just that's when everybody does sales, so. That's that's when I did them, and uh, and so I basically told him I was like, you know, it it makes sense for businesses to do it. Then, um, and I said that uh, that that it would be hard to convince me to not make money, but I could be convicted into not making money, um, and so that that was just in a nutshell, kind of, you know, how things went there. So. Yeah. And I, that's what kind of directed me to this because it's one of those things where I guess the topic, the general topic at hand is how much, what are your, what are your convictions and when do you allow outside convince you to do a certain thing in business? And I'd be lying to you if I, didn't tell you that sometimes I'd before we did something I'd stop and say okay what are people going to think by this I mean the reality is we're kind of creating markets and we're we're marketing products to people and, and all that good stuff but at the same time we also do have to at to some extent take into a, a consideration what people are going to receive it like so it really got my wheels spinning with the the Memorial Day sale because, like you said, we did we had a small promotion. Now on Memorial Day, one of the things that 
I've done um, with a promotion like that is not blow it up, not be spammy, not be kicking people in the face with things. Um, and I don't know, maybe next year we won't do it, but it's one of those things where it has to be a decision that, and I think it's more important to follow your convictions than um, just pushing public opinion. Cause you know, after talking to you, my gut was saying, okay, let's not do a sale then. But then I'm like, okay, but that's just me thinking about what are other people thinking? What are other people doing? How is that perception going to happen? And that wasn't actually my conviction. Um, so I definitely need to think about that more um, with, with what we're doing, especially on, on different sale times. But I think it's good to, to step back before you make any decision and think about everything that's going to come with it. Everything from your own personal, you know, you have to ask yourself, is this something that, that I'm okay with putting my name on? Because, because at any time you're only one decision away from, from changing who you are and what you stand for. So, you know, it, I mean, I even ask myself before I repost somebody's picture, which there had been a few times where I didn't read the person's caption enough. I just saw the picture, I liked the picture and reposted it. And then afterwards, either somebody says something that like, they'll make a comment on it. And I'm like, what is this person talking about? And then I realized I didn't read the original posters <laughs> caption. Then I read it. And there's been a couple of times where, where then I've taken down a picture because, or just took down the caption. Um, you know, so even little stuff like that, but, but, but I, I think even when you make a big decision, well, especially when you make a big decision, like what is, what does this mean to me? What does this mean to the business? What does this mean publicly? Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I especially at first, I'm a little bit more okay with it now. Cause, because I don't, it ended up being kind of a non-issue. Um, but I was kind of concerned about, about posting pictures and stuff with the new Jeep just cause like, is that like, is that sending a message to, um, you know, my followers that I don't know, like, is this, am I making it, are people going to, okay, here, here's what it is. Are people going to think that I'm, that I'm making poor decisions with, my money and the business and, and you know, just like I started playing what ifs with that. And now nobody said any, like not even one person said anything like even remotely close to that line of thinking. In fact, most people are, have, have said, you know, congratulations. Good for you. Um, and I don't even think it was sarcastically. So um, I, I think it's, I think it's good to just step back and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with asking how is, how are people going to take this? Because that might just be the question that you asked. And then you just decide that you just need to word something differently, or you might need to explain something better, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I think what I, what I end up being concerned about is our society in general likes to be super, they like to cleanse all messages and all methods and I don't know, everyone's got to be politically correct. So I'm also balancing. Um, I don't want to silence who I am as a person or our, our <clears throat> core of a company um, and just to appease people. So I, yes, I value people's opinions, but I value more my fellow business owners and that, you know, I, I would much rather, ask three of my friends who are in the same industry and business and be like, Hey, what does this come across? Like then worry about everybody on the outfield, if that makes any sense. You know, I, you can't, I can't be driving myself crazy trying to make sure that everything that I'm doing is not going to make somebody think something, whatever that something might be. But I like what you said. And I think that it is, it's smart. And I know that for a fact, we do that here at TA targets, especially when we're talking about working with other people yep. or influencers, we have very in-depth reviews of people. 
Um, not saying that we haven't, and maybe from the outside looking, maybe we've made some mistakes with people we've partnered up with. I know we have in the past, um, even after really digging into people. But I think that you owe it to yourself to to consider those things. Um, I just I'm very cautious about feeling pressure to be a certain way or do a certain thing. Um, if I start feeling pressure, like I'm pressured to do a sale or I'm pressured to do this or that, that usually to me is a red flag and I just, I stop. Yeah. Or at least take a moment to, to reflect and ask yourself if, you know, why are you feeling pressured and, and just kind of decide if that's, if that's something that you should, you should change or not. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I think if, if I'm feeling pressure on something, then yeah, I agree. That's usually a red flag. And that's, you know, you said something that, 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 um, that's kind of reminded me of, you know, I, I try to stay far away from any of these flash in the pan, hot topics that, you know, so in our industry, there's, there's been things that have, that have popped up that, suddenly it seems like the whole community jumps out, gets their pitchforks and, <clears throat> and sticks on fire and start marching down the street about, you know, like uh, when Yeti broke away from the NRA, everybody started, you know, wanting to set Yeti on fire. And um, that's the first one that came to mind. There's you no, know, you know, there's been, seems like every other month there's something in the industry that, that that uh that everybody gets their arms you know all up on about and and I try to stay away from those things and because because let's be honest in a like in a couple of weeks nobody's going to remember that Springfield Armory gave money you know you know gives money to anti-gun people like for a little while there everybody cared and that was a hot topic and now everybody's back to buying Springfields again you know it's like do people so, actually buy Springfield? I guess I didn't think that that happened. I would never, but there's a lot of people that uh, they need to know where that zone is that that you put your hand to get grip. Oh, yeah. so it says grip zone. Grip zone. Yep. I wish that Glocks had a grip zone. I I've been holding them by the slide for years. <laughs> <laughs> I hold it. I put like two fingers just around the very bottom of the of of the grip. I found out last week that I was holding it backwards. Apparently, the hole on the end shouldn't point at yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. But I couldn't find the trigger, so <laughs> that was the biggest problem. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of reasons not to buy Springfield. But, um, but I get what, and I get what you're you know saying. What I'm saying? Like, it's just, it, and I see, and part of me also sees, I'm just, I'm not, oh, I am this person in a lot of ways, just not in this way. I'm not like the antagonist in this way. Um, I see some value in jumping on those topics because it's the hot topic and it's going to gain attention, and um, and and some people like uh, like seeing people from companies, you know, owners of companies, jump on these topics and throw out their opinions. And to me, it just it it throws division out, and and I risk losing customers over something menial and stupid. So I try to stay away from those, those things, but there are things that, that are non-negotiable and that I do rest my, my values on that. I don't have a problem speaking up about. So, yeah. And that's, so I see it like this. I, our company and this is part of my convictions. So this is a good, in my opinion, example, you might, I'm sure you and I will disagree somewhat. Maybe, I don't know for TA targets. And I know my business partners agree as well. We're in an arena to build a platform. So obviously I want to sell products. I want to grow our business. I want to do all of that stuff. I hope I can have a successful business. I want to take care of my family, um, all that normal stuff, but especially in the gun industry, because we're so, um, our, our industry in general is ingrained on a natural right to protect yourself. There are topics that we get involved in um, with TA targets. And I think uh, 
typically we've done a good job about it because my goal is not antagonizing. There's definitely companies where you can tell they're just dropping stuff to make 50% of their group upset and the other 50% super pumped. And then they're all just going to comment and it just drives posts through the roof. Right. Um, so as far as like a political message, I want to utilize my platforms to speak truths on certain things, but I also separate some of that to my personal page and company page. And I'm careful. I try to be very careful what I do on each one. And that's part of the reason why Keystone carry exists um, is to give me an outlet that, Hey, this is Jared speaking here. And this is his opinion. Cause there's stuff I put on my personal page that my business partners don't agree with me with, and we get to have heated debates and stuff and it's kind of fun in our office. But <clears throat> there's also, I think a responsibility to educate, especially in our industry. Um, but and, you know, it's not all crazy political stuff either. So hot topic things are like that tactical lever action rifle. Like I'm totally jumping onto a bandwagon with that a hundred percent. Like there's a very specific reason why you've seen tons of content coming out with that thing because it's super controversial and popular, not in a, again, not in a political, like, Oh, well that's, you know, is that a right? Are you allowed to do that or anything like that? This is just a purely entertaining little bandwagon that you can jump on. And the posts that I'm posting with that thing are exploding, getting 30 to 60,000 views, um, 2000 to 4,000 likes per post. So there's value, I think in following waves, um, especially ones that don't go against your conviction, but just making sure that you're not convinced to do that. Like just because company a is saying, I don't know, some political message doesn't mean that TA targets has to jump on and do that. But if my convictions say, you know, for example, I, I reside in the great state of Pennsylvania. Historically, we played a very significant role in the founding of our country. I'm very proud of that. A lot of my friends are as well. Um, so there's things that I speak up on, especially in our state level, that I think are important because of the industry we're in and educating people about that. But then there's other things that I'm not going to throw out there Number one, because I'm not convicted to do it. Number two, because I know that if I do, I'm just being convinced to do it just because it's popular or it's what other people are doing. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a filter that I try to maintain. And then at the same time, if I am going to touch on something that might even potentially upset somebody, I'm cautious about how I approach it on TA targets. I don't, because I don't want to put people down. I don't want to come across as an argumentative person. I definitely don't want to poke a bear just to make people upset. So I don't know. There's a whole balancing act there. There is a balance in it. And it's something that that I think about sometimes is on one hand, like this is my job. This is, this is what I, this is what I do. This is, this is how I make my money and feed my family and, and, the same thing for my employees. Like, so that's the main point of this, right? Like we need this to survive. This is, this is a survival issue at, at its core. And so just, you know, you know, part of me is like, just keep, just keep my head down. Don't talk, just work. And, you know, you, you know, you know so that there's that extreme, right. Of just, just stay do. in your lane. Just stay in your lane. Just do what you do, and then there's the other side of of being a human and being a part of a community and having thoughts and having emotions and having you know there's 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 these two sides of 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 having a business, um, and and I kind of hesitate there because I don't even think it has. I only think that's just for business owners. I think just in general, like if you work, if you work for somebody like there's the, just keep your head down and do your work. And there's also the being a part of, of the people's lives where you work and stuff like that. Um, and just, you know, so I guess where I'm going with that is 
I don't fault these businesses that, that where, where you don't see anything from them besides their product and the work they do. They don't say anything about political things. They don't say anything about, about anything. And then you see these companies that I think take it to the other extreme where they don't shut up and, <laughs> and you hear about everything. Um, and, and, and so there's, there's a balance there, like you said. Um, and, uh, and frankly, there's like that, there's a pendulum there for me that swings back and forth. It's kind of like, what do I have time for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, and, and, and yeah, the first priority is obviously taking care of the company. Um, and it depends on the person. Like, let's be honest. Not every, the, a good example is not everybody can communicate super well. Not everybody can articulate ideas or even has the knowledge or background about some of these politically charged issues um, or any of this stuff that you're kind of factoring into your convictions versus the public opinion. So not everybody's going to get up and, and speak out on things and, and whatever. So you're right. I don't fault a company for focusing on product development, focusing on branding. I think in our industry that there's companies that take advantage of our natural right to own firearms and protect ourselves and, and all of that. And I think there's that extreme too, where they obviously take advantage of that existing, but then help promote the opposite. So I, I think there's a responsibility among ourselves and our businesses to have some sort of an impact in that. But at the same time, like every time you sell a Neomag, you're helping to equip people to carry a concealed firearm. You know, you're helping that to occur for people to regularly carry a magazine, a spare magazine. So that, that already takes another um, mental step forward in the preparation to defend your life. So you are helping in that aspect, even if you're not talking about politically charged topics. Right. I've always had the mindset though, that I've wanted to um, impact not just my customer base, but the industry as a whole in some sort of way. So that was me, but that's not speaking for everybody. Um, you know, just that's a conversation everybody has to have with themselves preferably not out in public or out loud, but yeah. well, and it's, and sometimes it's something that you have to kind of test out with your, you know, with your follower base and stuff and see, yeah, you know, because I can see this. I mean, we work in a very, um, very politically charged in, uh, industry. So, yep. you know, if you sell flowers, you're, you know, it's probably, it's a different, picture and a different response which <clears throat> honestly it might be more volatile if you if you open your mouth because people are like what like why do i care about your political opinions just sell flowers you know whereas at least we're in a we're in an industry that that there's a lot of political stuff with so um so yeah i i think it's a good thing to think about i, I would love to hear from people um if you follow our businesses what you know do you like what we do do talk about um publicly you know would you know would you like to hear hear more about those things um or what do you do with your business do you do you lean on the side of 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 keep your head down and stay in your lane or head up and, and you like to spout off and what's what's worked for you so i would yeah. love to hear that and you know, honestly, our experience and what's encouraged me throughout building TA Targets is our customer base is much like me and much like Ethan and Kirby. We They train, they shoot, they're high-volume shooters, they have gear, understand their right to bear arms. So when we speak out on something, I have gotten nothing but insanely awesome messages I've never once in four years had someone say, stop doing that. Stay in your lane. Even when I've gone on to write the blog, like the blog post on TA targets, the right to keep and bear arms. And it's a question. And I wrote this pretty extensive blog with photos and references to a Pennsylvania's constitution and all kinds of stuff that is so well received. 
I get messages almost weekly about that. Like, wow, that is so cool that you guys drew the line in the sand with your company. But again, that was a conversation that I've had with myself for years that I want to impact people. I want to sell targets, obviously, but I look at TA targets as an opportunity to build a platform. I look at Keystone carry as an opportunity to build a platform, but that's my personal conviction. That's not necessarily your conviction, Greg. Right. It doesn't have to be the next holster company's conviction. That doesn't, none of that has to occur. And I'm not going to, like you said, I'm not looking down on people who say, you know what? I'm in this realm. I have this awesome product. I want to build my company, take care of my family. Cool. That's awesome. Props to you. You know, that it's not going to be everybody's mission. And honestly, some customer bases, depending on what you're selling, may not appreciate that very much either. Right. Yeah. You said, I don't know. So, all right, man. Well, probably wrap up here. Hope you have a awesome vacation. Are we, are we still doing, are we still podcasting while you're, yeah, while you're, while you're there? I'm going to bring the iPad and my headset. I'm not going to have my fancy mic. So for everybody tuning in next time, just a heads up, the audio quality on my end, probably not going to be the best, but I, I really want to, if you're up for it, just let's set up a time Tuesday or whatever. And yeah, we'll crank it out because Awesome. You and I kind of committed to this thing, so there's yep. sense in backing out now. I was just going to line up a couple. I can line up a couple guests or something too. So if you uh, if you get there and you're like, dude, I'm in vacation mode. I don't want to do this. Just let me know. Yeah, I'll figure. Well, it out. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping all goes well. Like I said, I'm super nervous, so we'll see how things go. <laughs> but I don't know. I'll keep you up to date with how things are rolling along, and we'll make it happen. All right, buddy. So, yeah, you have an awesome, awesome rest of the week and uh, safe travels. You too, man. Take care. All right, bye.